Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. In the New Covenant, we have boldness to enter into the Holy of Holies by a new and living way. For so long, I was just always reaching out towards God. Where are you, Lord? But when I heard Andrew's message, it was just like the light bulb went off, and I just like knew God is here with us. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Friday's broadcast of the Gospel Truth. And today is my last day to teach verse by verse through the book of Proverbs. I know some of you thought this would never end. This is actually the end of my 14th week of teaching on the book of Proverbs. And I tell you, this has been rich. I've really enjoyed it. I really feel like God told me to do this. And it has benefit. And most people today are more influenced by the secular world you know, we are the information age. We live in this. People are having news and things crammed down their throats. We watch hours and hours of TV a day and stuff. And the Word of God has been grossly neglected. And the average person just really does not know the wisdom that is presented in the book of Proverbs. And so I really felt impressed. As I was studying it, it was just ministering to me so much that I thought everybody needs this. And I need to share this with my TV audience. And so we've spent 14 weeks on it. We've broken it into two-week segments. But it's been powerful. And even though it's been a long series, I think it's been very beneficial. Today's my last day. And let me just mention once again that all of these materials that I'm offering, today is the last day we will promote them on TV. And I would really like to encourage you to go to the expense or to the effort of getting these materials. This is a little USB that has a digital version of all of my footnotes that I've written on the book of Proverbs. There's over 900 verses that I've written footnotes on. And this is a tremendous way to study. And then we have CDs, DVDs, a book. There's a huge amount of materials on just the book of Proverbs. And today will be my last day to make this offer over television. So please call or write, go to our website and get these materials. Now we are in Proverbs chapter 31 and beginning with Proverbs 31 verse 10 all the way down through the end of this chapter, the scripture is talking about the virtuous woman. And I tell you, this is powerful. We've been talking about what the scripture defines a virtuous woman as and this really, really is contrary to our, our concepts that we have today. You know, sometimes when I watch television and I see these ads come on and the women that they put up as standards as, oh, isn't this awesome? And they will show these, uh, I don't even, I'm not well versed enough to know what it is, but some kind of a ball or something that they go to and they stand there and they show these women and these are the ones that people are envying and wanting to be like them. You know, they're beautiful women, but they, they don't have any morality. They don't glorify God. They can't keep a marriage together. They don't even go to the effort of getting married. They just shack up. They have children out of wedlock. And these are the people that we pay big money to. These are the people that our young girls want to emulate and be like. And I tell you, it's just terrible. It is terrible. And this teaching in Proverbs 31 about what a virtuous woman is like, we need this for women. We need it for young girls who are 
you know, wanting a role model or what they need to be like. We need this for men so that we could look past the surface beauty of a woman and recognize that it's these inner qualities that are what makes a woman who she really is, a godly woman. Let me go back and read a couple of verses right along these lines. I've already talked about this, but I'll just briefly mention in Proverbs 31, 25, strength and honor are her clothing, talking about the virtuous woman, and she shall rejoice in time to come. In other words, it's not this outer beauty that fades. And this is something that you need to be aware of, that I don't care how beautiful you are, someday if the Lord tarries, you're going to get old. And even though you might be able to age with grace, things are going to change. Gravity takes hold. Amen. There's just some things that change. And you know what? If you are basing your love for a person on these outer qualities that are subject to change, then your love for them is subject to change. But if you base it on the inner qualities, the person, the inner person, the personality of a person, that doesn't change. And you can love that person regardless of what happens on the outside. You know, I had a man one time who came to me, and I forget all of the details, but anyway, he was divorcing his wife and leaving her, and I asked why. And she had had some kind of a wreck, and she was a quadriplegic, and this guy just said, well, you know, she can't fulfill her duties as a wife. She can't minister to me anymore. And so he felt justified in divorcing her. And I tell you what, it made me so mad. Spirit of slap wanted to come all over me and just box this guy's ears because that is so wrong. It was all about him and him getting from her. And now that she was in a state that she no longer was attractive to him, no longer could, you know, relate to him the way he wanted, he was going to divorce her. And I remember this man that used to live behind me when I grew up in Arlington, Texas, the man that lived in the adjoining property, you know, behind. We had a uh, chain link fence that separated us. He was a um, principal of a school and his wife was in a car accident and she became quadriplegic. And my whole time growing up, growing up, this man, Mr. Morton, he loved his wife. He kept her at home. He was the principal of a school and I don't know exactly how he juggled all this, but he took care of her. He loved her. He was always with her. And he lived with her until the day she died, as far as I know. And I think that that's the way it's supposed to be. And this is what this is describing. We ought to love a person for their insides, not just their outsides. In verse 26, she openeth her mouth with wisdom and her tongue is the law of kindness. We've already talked about that. In verse 27, it says, she looketh well to the ways of her household and eateth not the bread of idleness. This is something that's been said through all of these verses that a virtuous woman is a woman who puts her family first, looks well to the ways of her household, but it doesn't mean that she's idle. She's not lazy. She's not laying on the couch watching television all day. It's a person who works hard and even makes things and takes them to the merchants and plants a vineyard and goes out and buys a field and is involved in commerce, but does it in a way that her family never suffers because of it. This is a virtuous woman. In verse 28, it says, Her children arise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praiseth her. You know, there's a lot of women that would love to be uh, praised by their husband and by their children, and yet they don't want to be a virtuous woman. They're just lazy and they aren't doing things. 
again, I'm not trying to condemn anybody, but you know, if you're one of these ladies that are watching this and you are sitting there and you're just goofing off and you're bored, I can guarantee you, you aren't a virtuous woman. A virtuous woman isn't bored. There is always, always, always something that you can be doing to improve the life of your children, your family. Going out, it also talked about the virtuous woman considers the poor and takes them food and does things for them. If you're bored and feel like you just don't have anything to do and there's no challenge, you are not seeking the Lord. You aren't listening to the Lord because God has a purpose for every one of us. And I guarantee you, if you want your children to rise up and call you blessed and honor you, have your husband honor you, well, then you need to start planting seeds. You know, in the natural realm, we understand this, that if you want a crop, you got to plant a seed. And a person who never planted a seed and yet was distressed and discouraged about why don't I ever have a crop? Why don't I ever have any corn? I've prayed over this ground. I've fasted. I've done everything. But if you never planted a seed, you shouldn't be surprised that there isn't any corn growing. Likewise, if you want your children and your husband to praise you and cause you blessed, start sowing seeds. Look at today as a day that you could sow a seed. You could do something special. And you know, it doesn't have to be this earth-shattering things. You know, Jamie, just in the last couple of days, we were home. Uh, I was home one day this week, and Jamie just made us some cookies. It wasn't a big deal. She didn't have to make cookies. We could go buy cookies. But you know, there's something special about her just making some cookies. I don't even know if she made them, uh, excuse me, if she made them from scratch or if she got a mix or just opened up. I don't know how she did it. But anyway, I just appreciate the effort. And she sowed a seed, and I guarantee you, I call her blessed. Not just blessed because I got my belly full, but just the fact that she thought about me and did something. Every person can do something like that. If you want your children, your husband, to call you blessed and to honor you, well, then you know what? Today, sow a seed. Do something. Give. Instead of just sitting there and taking and wanting people to wait on you, think about doing something to bless somebody else. And this is something that applies not only to a wife, to a, a woman, but it applies to men, it applies to children, it applies to everybody. If you want to receive good, do good. Sow a seed. And you reap what you sow, but you only reap what you sow. If you're wanting to reap something that you haven't sown, maybe there's a reason why nothing's happening. Maybe there's a reason why your children don't call you blessed, your husband doesn't call you blessed and honor you. In verse 29, it says, Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. Now this right here is showing you that this, this, these verses have been talking about the virtuous woman. I believe you could kind of say it like this is the ultimate woman. This is what God's standard is. This is the perfect woman. And you could be looking at all of these things and become condemned. But right here he makes the point that many daughters have done virtuously. In other words, there are many women that have virtues and have good things about them, but this virtuous woman is the one that excels them all. In other words, this is like the perfect woman. This is the way that God wants it to be. Don't be condemned if you aren't there, but also don't be complacent. You know, we live in a day and age where people want to dumb everything down to such a low level that they don't want anybody to feel bad. They don't want anybody to feel like that they are second best, that this is condemning me. 
And because of it, it just brings everybody down to a low level. But there needs to be a goal set up here. There needs to be a standard of, of excellence. And we don't need to be such a perfectionist that if you don't obtain to it that you just hate yourself and, and uh, allow the devil to bring condemnation to you. That's not what I'm saying. I don't believe that's what these verses are saying because it says that there are many women that were virtuous, but this virtuous woman excelled them all. He's just stand, establishing a standard, a high standard, saying this is what we need to be shooting for. You know, the same thing is true of men. And there's so many things in the Bible that talk about men and how they need to uh, minister to their family, how that we need to love our wife as Christ loved the church. We need to give ourselves for our wife and on and on. And we could be saying all of these things about the men. But I could just imagine that there's some women that as I've taught on these scriptures about a virtuous woman, I can just imagine that there's some women that'll write in and say, so you're condemning me because I take my children to daycare or because I do this, because I haven't done that. And there's probably some women that'll write in and say, you're condemning me. I'm not condemning anybody. God's not condemning you. I'm aware that we're all at different places, but I am saying here is the ultimate. This is the standard. And God has established standards and this is His opinion of a virtuous woman and how she deals with her family and how she ministers to them, presents herself and does these kind of things. I believe that we need these standards even though we're going to fall short of it and there is a potential for people feeling like, well, man, I didn't measure up. The truth is none of us measure up. I hadn't arrived, but I've left. I'm not under any deception that I'm perfect, that I got everything worked out. Man, I know that's not true. And so I'm still moving. I'm still pressing towards the mark as Paul talked about in Philippians chapter 3. I've got a goal. I've got a mark out there and I haven't measured up to it. But I'm not condemned about it, but I'm also not complacent. I use these things of what God wants me to be to motivate myself to do better, to study more, to seek the Lord more, to love more, to do these things. So I think it's good to have these standards. Again, I know that our society just has gotten to where this doesn't even exist. You know, my granddaughter, she played uh, in some sports and she came home with some kind of a trophy. I forgot now what it was. But anyway, it was a trophy that was for everybody. Everybody on the team got it. Everybody on both teams got it. There were no losers. She even played softball and I went and they didn't keep score one time. And man, that's just wrong. And it's because, well, we don't want anybody to feel like they didn't do good. You know, the truth is we need to have excellence. We need to have high standards and people, even children, need to recognize that, you know what, I didn't do as good as I could. I need to do better next time. It needs to be administered in a way that it doesn't discourage children. It doesn't condemn them and make them feel like they're no good because they didn't excel in some area. But at the same time, they need to recognize that they can do better and they need to be motivated. And we need to give awards and trophies for people that excel, not for every single person. The losers don't need a trophy. Amen. I know some of you are thinking, I can't imagine you get this out of these scriptures, but I do. As I think about it, I believe that all of these things are in there. This is talking about the virtuous woman, the epitome, the ultimate woman. In verse 30, it says, Favor is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. 
Again, it is so appropriate for us to be talking about these things from the book of Proverbs because in our society today, uh, favor is the thing that is highlighted and beauty is just, I mean, there are people spending millions of dollars all across this nation on facelifts, on all of these things, these beauty products. You know, they have all of this stuff that they do trying to keep you young, and there is such an emphasis put on all of this that our society today does not believe this proverb. It says, beauty is vain. In other words, the word vain means worthless, useless. What good is it? Boy, most people would think that's everything. There are people that are going to huge amount of efforts trying to look good. But the Bible is saying that favor is deceitful, beauty is vain. But here's what really causes people to receive praise is the woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Again, in our society, who are the women that are praised? that are put on the magazine covers, covers, that they do interviews with, that they take these photo ops with, and that we glorify and deify. Man, there are these people that may look good on the outside, but inside they're full of dead man's bones. Inside there's just filth, there is corruption. You know, if somehow or another your attitude, your values, your integrity, or lack thereof, could be represented in physical looks. Some of these people that are put on our magazine covers that we honor and extol and look up to, I guarantee you they would be grotesque looking. Inside they're just putrid. And again, I'm not against the people. Jesus died for them. Jesus loves them. And He's wanting them to be saved. But I'm saying that we have put all of this emphasis on the external and we glorify these things. The scripture here is saying favor is deceitful. In other words, all of this honor that you see people in the entertainment realm getting and their star put on the sidewalk and all of these uh, things like the Academy Awards, the Globe Awards and all these things. I've never watched those things. I've seen brief snippets, a minute or something on a newsreel about it. But it's with, we're honoring these people for things that are vain and worthless. And I know many of you are offended by what I'm saying, but when we stand before the Lord, these people that have made these movies about murdering, killing, having sex, sleeping with different people, shacking up with people, using profanity, promoting values that are against everything that God stands for, and they may have a slew of Oscars and all of these things on their shelf, but when they stand before God, all of those things are going to be destroyed. Those people will rue the day that they ever accepted all of the praise and the honor for these worthless acts. Amen. I know some of you can't believe I'm saying these things, but I'm telling you, this is what the Word of God teaches. Favor, these honors that come from all of the men, they're deceitful. They make you think these people are awesome when the truth is they don't have any integrity in the sight of God. They are not honored. It says over in 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 30, I believe it is, it says, Those who honor me, I will honor. But those who despise me will be lightly esteemed. And I guarantee you, the people, many of the people, not all, but many of the people that our secular world is honoring with all of these recognition and money and all of the house and the fame and all of these things, 
they are not honoring God. They are despising God. They're despising God's standards. And God said He'd honor those who honor Him, and those who despise Him would be lightly esteemed. I guarantee you God judges things differently than we do. And even though you may be offended by some of the things I'm saying, you need to hear it because I tell you, our world today is perverted in its values and in the people that we are honoring. We look at the outside instead of the inside. And this is just saying that those things are deceitful and vain, but a woman that fears the Lord, she shall be praised. I believe she will be praised in this life, but if not in this life, when she stands before the Lord, it's like 1 Corinthians chapter 3 says that we're all going to stand there and give an answer for our deeds. He's going to set a match to them. And if it was gold, silver, and precious stones, then the things that we built will stand. But if it was wood, hay, and stubble, which are things that were just according to the standards of this world, that is going to be destroyed. It'll be reduced to ashes. And people will be saved if you truly know the Lord. You will still be saved. You will go into eternity and you'll be blessed. But all of these th honors, all of these things that you had are going to be turned to rubble. Man, if we would recognize that now instead of when we stand before the Lord, it would make us live our lives differently. We need to put a virtuous woman up as the standard, a godly, biblical, Proverbs 31 virtuous woman as a standard and not these standards that are being promoted in front of all of us every single day. In verse 31 it says, Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. In other words, you're going to reap what you sow. And you know what? Even though, uh, like I was saying, we have these people that because they're pretty on the outside or because they can act or because they can sing or because they can throw a ball or because they can do something, we give, all them, give them all of these honors. They may have temporary benefit, but if they are living an immoral, ungodly life, expressing immoral values, you are going to reap what you sow. Galatians chapter 6, I believe it's verse 7. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. This is just saying that this virtuous woman, give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. You are eventually going to reap what you sow. There is nothing hidden that shall not be revealed. Everything is going to be made manifest. And you need to remember this. And you need to become a virtuous woman, a woman that glorifies God, that honors God, that fears God. And if you do that, then what you have done secretly in your personal relationship before God, it'll come out into the light. You will benefit. In this life, you'll have your children raise up and praise you and your husband call you blessed. But if not in this life, for sure in the next life, you're going to stand before God and He'll say, Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of thy Lord. Man, these are powerful truths. These apply to us today. And praise God, we finally finished the book of Proverbs. Today's my last day to offer you these products. So remember the USB drive that covers just the book of Proverbs. We have this in book forms. It's a great study tool. And then we have DVDs and CDs and remember that this is the end of my series and this is our last day to be offering these products over the television. So I encourage you to please listen to our announcer as he gives you all of the details, all the information. Please call or write today and then join me again next Monday as we continue the Gospel Truth. We hope you were blessed by today's episode of the Gospel Truth. Andrew and Jamie wish to share their sincere gratitude for all the grace partners of Andrew Womack Ministries. Your generous partnership 
enables us to take the gospel, the nearly too good to be true news to the ends of the earth. May God richly bless you for your faithfulness. If you're not already partnering with Andrew Womack Ministries, we encourage you to join us in this great harvest today. We trust you're growing in wisdom as you study along with Andrew through the book of Proverbs. You can get the entire series that covers all 31 chapters of Proverbs in a CD or DVD album for a gift of any amount when you contact us. If you'd like to enhance your study, make sure to get a copy of Andrew's brand new hardcover book on Proverbs that includes all of his personal study notes and commentary on hundreds of verses. This book is available for a gift of any amount. Or if you prefer, you can get this book in the Proverbs gift set, which also includes a leather-bound journal as well as a pen so you can chronicle your journey as you study through Proverbs with Andrew. This Proverbs gift set is a limited time offer and is a great idea for friends or family. Order it today for only $65 while supplies last. If you'd like to receive all of Andrew's available resources on Proverbs, make sure to order the Proverbs package. This package has a catalog value of $235, but you can get it for just $199. Contact us to order the Proverbs package today. The 18th audio teaching in today's series is available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give, but if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide this 18th CD free of charge. This is the last day we'll be offering this teaching, so be sure to respond today. You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net. While there, you can discover more product details and download many free resources. Or call our helpline Monday through Friday from 4.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time. Our helpline number is 719-635-1111. I'd like to give you a special invitation to join me on April the 12th and the 13th for our David Musical. I know that Christian and musicals don't usually go together, but this is top drawer. It will minister to you, and it's a great way to share the gospel with some people that might not come to something else. It's going to be at our facility in Woodland Park, Colorado, April the 12th and 13th. Check it out, The David Musical. You can go to awmi.net for more information. Okay, so we're now on the east side of the parking garage. Behind me, you can see over here, this shows you how that it adjoins to our uh, auditorium that we've just finished and occupied. Now, all of the pavement on the inside of the parking garage is completely done. Around on the north side over there, you'll be able to drive around and it will go up, it'll slope up, and you'll be able to enter the parking garage on the second level up on the north side. And then if you continue to go around, there will be another entrance that's on the third level. So let's go around and I'll show you the opposite side of this, the third level and where you enter there. Okay, we're now on the third level of the parking garage. I'm standing on the island that separates the in and the out on the third level. This is the west side 
of our parking garage and they've got it closed up. They've got plastic over all of these windows and they've been heating this so that they can work in here. All of the 150 or so people that are on our phone center, all of our uh, 75 offices in CBC will be able to park on the third and the fourth level and enter there. And then the first and the second floor will be all for the students and they will go directly into the auditorium level. I just want to thank you and say that this is a modern day miracle what God is doing. I believe that God is blessing us and praise God the best is yet to come. Thank you for being a part of it. We'll give you an update in about a month's time.